Hello, welcome to the At Socially Gossip He Said, She Said podcast with Jen and Aldo. Oh, what's up, babe? Oh, not much. How you doing, babe? Oh, God. Are we Carl and are, Lindsay? Are we babing? Is, is that too much, babe? I think that's like five um, babes already in the past, <laughs> of, in the past 10 seconds, so... Let's just start right, over. Let's try. How about this? We'll play a game. If you, why don't you guys take a shot every time we say babe? Oh God, I'm sorry, guys. You're gonna be smashed babe, by the end, babe. Hi, okay. babe. Anyway, let's babe. move on, babe. <laughs> um, all right. We had a lot of good Bravo shows this week, and I mean, I love them. Like, give them all to me. But now that I'm creating content around Bravo shows, it's like. It gets a little stressful because I want to get to everything. And I mean, all anybody else out there who does podcasts, you know, like you have to watch these episodes more than once and take notes. So I'm I mean, not complaining. I'm just saying it it's, is so <laughs> it's time consuming. Seriously, I barely got a chance to watch all the shows. <laughs> I don't even think I finished Potomac. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've watched every every bravo show or all the bravo shows that we watch which includes let's see real housewives right now it's real housewives of potomac summer house vanderpump rules and what am i missing real housewives of miami right yeah that's the last one right yeah okay so i've watched each episode like three times and aldo's only what go ahead Uh, yeah i mean i've only watched them each once and potomac i don't even think i watched the whole thing maybe a little bit of the beginning and you know skim through it just actually just a little bit ago so that we can yeah so we can do the podcast basically. he works a lot so yeah it's yeah, just, it is I've what it is busy. i've been busy this week with work that's all and like i thought it's of cutting, any of it's cutting into my tv time unfortunately work is really getting on me on my nerves literally i have not had enough time to watch <laughs> i have a list of shows i want to watch like my to-do list consists of i don't know you outer banks um, we still need to catch up and, on The uh, Last of Us. Yes. Oh my God. I am. We're so behind on all these shows. I mean, we don't have. We barely have time to watch the Bravo shows, and now we have no. added. All, well, you fine. I barely have enough yeah. time to watch these, and now we have. We're adding all these other shows. Uh, we just need a little more time. That's it. I need to take off work a couple more days. I think <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I think I'll do that next week. Take off days to watch shows. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Um, but no, the Bravo shows are like, they're like in their groove right now. What's that saying? Like they're in the pocket or something. They're in the pocket. Like, I think all the Bravo shows are hitting right now. Although I know some people aren't feeling Summer House this season so far because it does have a different vibe. Yeah. The whole vibe, the vibes are off for sure. (laughs) Vibes are definitely off, but I I mean, I'm hanging in there because I, I, I really like Summer House, Summer House, Winter House. They're all they're one of you know two of my favorite shows because I like the the vacation vibe I guess so I'm hanging in there I'm really hoping they get over this little hump of you know drama with Kyle and Carl and all that going on so we can get into more fun episodes this season you know unfortunately I don't think we're going to get over that hump because we know in Okay, why don't we just jump into Summer House? I know we were going to start with Potomac, but Summer House is where we went naturally, so why don't we just do it? Let's do it. Let's go. So, what is this? Episode two? Right? Um, yeah, it is episode two. I apologize if you hear our pages flipping. I literally have, we each have are holding a 15-page <laughs> podcast outline with notes. So, apologize for the pages. All right. 
So let's just jump into it. Um, the episode starts with everybody going to the beach. And uh, on the beach, we have two very serious conversations. One between my, well, actually three, because Maya and uh, Carl, I'm sorry, Maya and Kyle, they talk to each other, give each other advice. Right, and they kind of like prep each other. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, we got this. We got to go have our convos through right. that. Yeah. It seems like they've been really leaning on each other throughout this, like, Kind with of, uh, with the friendship issues they've both been having with Carl, yeah, and like Lindsay, I like they kind of both have like a like a mutual enemy, like quote unquote, not, right. not a real think, enemy, no, not, not a, enemy, like but not really, issue. but they both have the same person that they're having issues with, you know, or at least some type of the same <laughs> Kyle slash Lindsay, like they yeah. both have issues with them, so yeah, they're both leaning on each other to try to figure out how to handle that, right? Well, all right, so. Who talked? Who spoke first? I can't even remember. But let's just get into Maya and Lindsay speaking. Yeah. So, like, I really want to know. I okay. New rule: every Uber that transports a reality star needs to have a fucking video camera in there, or at least sound. I need recording of sound because I need to know what Lindsay told Maya. I mean, because they are not agreeing. Maya is saying that Lindsay. Um, accused her of having sexual feelings for Carl and Lindsay is saying no that is not what I did I was just setting a boundary uh, uh, you know you which know. I'm sure she did set up a boundary in her mind but what exactly did she say though that's the thing I, I, I'm i leaning towards believing what Maya said because why would she make that up you know right that I don't that but Lindsay, it could have been just a feeling maybe not something it, it could have stemmed from that feeling could have stemmed from Lindsay saying to Maya, why are you texting my boyfriend? Right. You know it could have I mean? just been an implication. It, it could have just been like something with, like you said, a feeling, her attitude, just the delivery. And it just it just landed like that. You know, maybe that's what Maya thought was being uh, was being conveyed. I don't know. We won't really know because they both don't seem to agree on what happened. And Lindsay keeps you know giving us these politician answers every time she's asked about it recently so well one thing i was wondering i saw some people a little bit of people talking about this online um the theory that maybe uh amanda and Paige pumped my up before this conversation and like maybe like got her to be a little more mad than she would have been on her own what do you think right i don't know i mean i don't really remember exactly no we didn't see it they, we did not see that i'm saying okay. like I, people were speculating that that may have happened i did a poll mm. on instagram about it and i feel like most people i'm gonna pull it up some people i think some people think that that's probably what happened that they, the you know my or not maya Paige and amanda kind of pumped her up and yeah overwhelmingly so 61 percent uh think that maya i'm that maya was uh pumped up by Paige and Lin- or i'm sorry Paige and amanda to be more angry at Lindsay. right because they mean, they Paige and amanda do not like Lindsay. maybe Let's just be honest yeah i mean we know i think at this point we know that Paige does not get along with Lindsay already right well I mean, we know that, but if you remember in that first episode, Paige said she text messaged Lindsay and said, before we go into the summer, I just want you to know I don't care about anything from the past. We're starting off on a clean slate. And in her talking head, Paige said that arguing with Lindsay never got her anything, never brought her anything good. So she's like, I'm done. Right. 
So she's done. So now she wants somebody else to to take over the <laughs> arguing. Like, here you go, Maya. You take over. Like, I mean, that's kind of fucked up. Honestly, no, I mean, if that's what's really if that's what they're doing. Like, you know, just hyping her up and pumping her up so that she can activate Lindsay. I mean, is that what they want? My mom's calling me right now, guys. We're gonna take just a little break and we'll be right back. All right, sorry about that. I'm back. Um, so where were we? I believe we were talking about Paige and um, Amanda possibly purposefully like directing Maya's anger or enraging her, making her more angry. Right. And like, is that what they, I mean, are they trying to get her to, you know, activate Lindsay? Is that what's going on? Like, I just, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. I, really I don't, hope not, but. I, yeah, I hope, I mean, it might've even been more unintentional than that because they just, Amanda and Paige don't like Lindsay. It's a fact. Right. Like, they just don't. I don't know if you remember the moment when um, on the beach, Lindsay's talking to Sam about or I'm sorry. Was it Sam? Lindsay was talking to one of the other girls about one of the new girls. I can't remember if it was Sam or Sam Gabby. Or Gabby about what? Um, about a guy that they liked on the beach. And she uh, Lindsay was saying, like, she's a cool girl, but I'm not a cool girl. I just like go right for it. So like she asked Paige and Lindsay for some advice for like. To go talk to the guy. It was, I don't know. Sorry, Paige and Amanda looked at Lindsay like, why, why are you even talking to us? Because <laughs> Lindsay didn't say the guy's name that whichever new girl, who I can't remember, was interested in. And then Paige is just like, you mean Juarez or whatever. Like, she just seemed so uninterested. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. You, my point is you can tell how much... They, they like, like Amanda no, yeah, and anything. Paige don't they like just Lindsay. like don't want to engage at all. Like they're just done with her. Yeah, and you, I you mean, really I don't. Tell. It's, it's not like for. I don't think it's for anything in particular. I think they just don't mesh. You yeah. know. I mean, you can tell. You know, from the previous seasons, they've always like Paige and Lindsay. They've never really gotten along. They've always just kind of been surface friends. I yeah, guess one hundred percent. Yeah. If there was an issue, there was you know between them, they got into it all the time, but. Yeah, they just never got gotten along as friends, I don't think. And I don't, this is separate from Paige and Amanda, but back to the whole Maya and Lindsay thing. I don't know if I mentioned this on the last pod, but um, I do think, while I would not care if a friend of mine texted you to smoke weed, I think it's a little weird that Maya did it while Lindsay was sitting right next to her. Like, why not just say, Lindsay, um, do you and Carl want to smoke a J? Or even... I don't know. Lindsay, do you want to text Carl? It's just weird for her to text, for Maya to just text Carl when Lindsay's right next to her. Well, I don't know, but didn't she text, didn't Maya text Carl and immediately, like, and immediately, like, turn over to Lindsay and was like, hey, I just texted Carl, you know, to smoke a J. Okay, when you, when she you. She literally said that. She said, I texted him and went to Lindsay and said, hey, I just texted your boyfriend, basically. Yeah, I guess when you put it like that. It, it, it doesn't. She, seem I don't that think weird. she was trying to hide anything. No, I and, don't think she was trying to hide it. And also, it's had she not mentioned it to Lindsay, then yeah, then it would have been weird. I agree. I think then it would have been weird. But since that's not the way it went down, no, I don't think so. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's odd? Like, dude, I feel like that would just be a natural reaction to just ask the girlfriend that's right next to you. Maybe if you guys are all friends and you guys all hang out and smoke together, but if you've never done that, with, if I if I'm I'm thinking that Maya has never smoked with Lindsay, you know, because this was all about hey, I want I texted your boyfriend to go smoke weed, right? So 
if Maya has never hung out with Lindsay in that capacity, why would she ask her, hey, do you want to go smoke? Yeah, you're no. right about it. You're, maybe you're she, right. Maybe she knows that he, she doesn't smoke. You know, maybe Maya knows Lindsay doesn't like right. to do that. Because yeah, I don't know if she does or not. I have no idea. You know, we we don't know. Again, we don't know all the facts because they refuse to tell us everything that <laughs> happened in the Uber. But... I don't know. It's just knowing from what we know, I don't think that's weird. I personally don't. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to Kyle and Carl. Let's see. This conversation was really freaking awkward. Going back to Maya, and this is actually... Sorry, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. I Sometimes I jumble my words, guys. I'm sorry. All right. Going back to Maya and Kyle's conversation, Maya, when Maya and Kyle sat down... I believe Maya asked Kyle if uh, he had talked to Carl, and Kyle's response was that he talked to him a month ago about his job and his role and his responsibilities. And Maya goes, I'm talking about your relationship. And I right. think that's a big thing. It's a really like big thing to look at. Their working relationship, in my opinion, because of the issues they're having at work, it's bleeding into their friendship. But then also, since Carl's not drinking anymore, they're really... They're not doing the things they used to. Right, their friendship is also different. So then they don't even have that to relate to each other on when they did have a bad day together at work. So it's like they don't have anything good right now. Right, they can't, they can no longer like go and commiserate after work. Oh, you know. What I'm saying is maybe if this was when Carl was drinking, they at least had that to relate on because, I mean, that was almost a hobby for them. Partying was a literal hobby. That was what they related on. Mm -hmm. So taking that away from them, you know, I I think working this out as I'm talking to you, I think the issue is the fact that Carl has stopped drinking and Kyle is still so heavily you know, drinking and all. And don't get me wrong, like, Kyle, uh, Kyle's a fully functioning, like, drinker and everything. Like, he works so hard, but he also yeah. plays hard. And and that's fine. Like, we're not judging that. That's no. not what you're trying to do. It's just I'm just saying there's a disconnect between him and Carl for this reason, in my opinion. Yeah, it unfortunately has, like you said, now that Carl is no longer drinking, now they don't have that in common anymore. They don't have that, that activity. They, you know, mm-hmm. even if they hang out, like, what are they going to do? Like... One Carl stays sober while Kyle gets wrecked and you know acts like an ass. That's not fun for the sober person. It yeah. is not fun. I think so. that's where a lot of this is stemming from. And I know Kyle said in his talking head, he's like, Carl wasn't drinking last summer, but he wasn't going around with the clipboard trying to get everybody to go to Barry's. Which, side note, they probably have a deal with Barry's, right? I know they've mentioned it <laughs> a lot in that one episode. If they don't, they should. But if we remember. Carl was getting up super I early know he was. and running every he single was. day. He will go out and, and work out and come back before everybody else was up. I know. So just because he wasn't inviting everybody to do it with him does not mean that he wasn't into it or does, you know that something has changed. The only thing that's changed is that now he has Lindsay yep. with him to do these things with. And, and now they're inviting other people because why not? It's fun. Like, you know, he doesn't have to I do genuinely it. think they have a deal with Barry's. And oh, that's maybe. why they were inviting <laughs> other people. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was a Groupon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're getting paid by Barry's. Right. I know. I know what you meant. <laughs> okay. Making sure. No, but I think <laughs> Kyle is just using Lindsay as a scapegoat for Carl, his and Carl's problems because it's. It's easy. I mean, put it all on Lindsay because it's easier to be mad at Lindsay than 
Carl. Then but, to be mad at your well, friend you for think, changing? Because, I mean, his friend changed. He is now sober. Now you have to find new things to do, new ways to spend your day. So that now Carl is finding new things to do with a new person. Because at the same time that he's getting sober, he's now in a, a new relationship. I think it's more than that. I think it's not just that he has someone to spend time with now, like someone to spend his time with. It's more so like Carl used to always go to Kyle for everything, for every problem, for advice on everything. Carl, what Kyle was Carl's person. And from what we've seen on the show, it seems like now Lindsay has taken over that role. So I think Kyle feels like he's not needed anymore and like he's been replaced. He feels left out for sure. I, I think he does feel jealous in a way i would imagine he lost his he lost his buddy you know he lost the person that you know like you said his friend his his person like they i'm sure they did everything together but the 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 dynamic has changed because it all it does it's not because of Lindsay. it's because of carl's sobriety uh, sobriety Mm -hmm. because he's having like it all goes back to that he has to s- start a whole new lifestyle. And unfortunately, when you get sober, you lose friends. You tend to go to new you know, new places, new things, new people. That's just what you're supposed to do. And so just because, like, Carl, or I'm sorry, Kyle, so many k- names. Sorry. No. Kyle said it wasn't like this last summer and Carl was sober then, but you're, you know, being sober is, or getting sober, it's a journey. For example, like... What I mean by that is it's not constant. There's yeah. ebbs and flows. And for example, last summer, apparently Kyle, Carl was smoking weed. He was California sober. But then I, I'm guessing from what Lindsay has said, af- a little after that, he decided not to smoke weed yeah. anymore. So, like, it's not going to always be the same. And this also comes to mind when Kyle, he mentioned that he gave him a job and he said Loverboy gave him purpose when he had none. And I believe that Loverboy did give him purpose. But just because that... Loverboy gave him purpose back then and he needed it then doesn't mean he'll never want more or want a change. It doesn't mean later on in his sobriety he might realize, you know, working for an alcohol company, it really doesn't align with me now. It's fine with it then, but, you know, people change. Even people that aren't getting sober, everyone changes. But when you add that extra layer of dealing with an addiction and in the early few years of it, you know, it's a, it ebbs and flows, like I said. It's (laughs) a lot. It's a big adjustment. Like he's, He's learning how to how to be a sober person. It's 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 not. I don't I don't believe it's a one size fits all type of thing. You know, like some people. Not. You know, some people think you know if you're you're sober, it's like an all or nothing type of thing. Which that's fine to each their own. But it's still like you said, Jen. It's still it's a journey, and he's trying to you know he's going on this journey right now by himself. And well, he was. And now he has Lindsay to help him along with it. But it's he's still learning how to be a sober person. Kyle needs to just let let him do that and not get so angry or jealous over, you know, his friend like having a new lifestyle or So what I took from Kyle and Carl's conversation on the beach, a lot of their issue comes from the fact that Carl is doing all of these lover boy events and he doesn't feel like that's part of his job description. So from Carl's perspective, he's like, I do all my normal work 
and I'm doing all these extra events and I'm not getting paid extra for it. Right. And then maybe he's also letting his normal work slide because he's feeling like he is, you know, picking up all this slack publicly. So to him, he's doing all this work. But then to Kyle, Kyle's like, that is part of your job doing these events. So there's a disconnect there Um, the quote that. I mentioned earlier, I believe, Kyle. So Carl says he feels like he's the face of the brand. And Kyle said, but your role is kind of being crafted into that. So, okay, I think they need to have a meeting about like they need to sit down and figure out what Carl's job description is. Or maybe Kyle needs to do that with someone else in the company and figure out this is the VP of sales job description. Excuse me. And then Carl can decide if he wants to keep the job. I mean, exactly. Because, I mean, what? Is there is there a contract that they signed when he got the job to begin with? Like, no they idea. Need to figure out what you know, like you said, what his job description actually is. Yeah. If he is going to be the VP of Sales, then okay, then that entails this, you know, X, exactly because they're not on the same but, page about that. Yeah, because the whole like the I know with the whole with the events thing. I feel like if that's not spelled out in his contract, then he should be getting paid more. And can I tell you a little added layer to that? Now, I haven't looked into this myself. Um, maybe some of you could let me know if you've been to one. But I heard that some of these Loverboy events are, like, paid. Like, you have to pay to go. Now, I don't know if that's true. Huh. I don't think that's true everywhere because some of them are just at, like, grocery stores or, like, something. But but if it's, like, a bar or, like, a club or something like it that, could I would be a paid event. Like covered, I don't yeah. know. If any of you know if you've ever been to one, whether it was paid or not paid, let us know. Because I heard – I forget who it was, but someone mentioned that they thought that these Loverboy events, at least some of them, were paid events. Because then I think if they were – it's not crazy for Carl to want a cut of that. For him to expect, exactly. And, I mean... It could be based on ticket sales. Uh, like, yeah, it, exactly. It could be, like, a percentage of the door yeah. or something like that. Or, you know, depending on the event, it can just be a different type of payment for that event, you know? Yeah. So, let's go to this dinner from hell. <laughs> um, oh, one my. of many that the Summer House always has. I feel like Kyle is always... He's like jumping up from the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, He's at the center of all these no. all these dinners. Uh, oh boy! All right, let Let's me go to that go. page in the outline. I apologize, guys. I'm just now. I'm just learning. Um, oh, am I on the right page? I am not. No. What happened? <laughs> Oh, actually, as I'm flipping through my outline, I see um, Danielle's lunch with Carl and Lindsay. All I want to say about that is it's really crazy to watch that lunch and see how hard Lin or I'm sorry, Danielle rides for Carl and Lindsay and then knowing where their friendship is now. It's just it's really sad. That's all. It's it's heartbreaking watching their seeing how their friendship has, you know, just. Well, we haven't seen it, but we know, you know, seeing their their interviews, knowing that their friendship is basically over. Now, um, Bryce Sanders did. uh, He interviewed Carl and Lindsay. Uh, It was one of the interviews where Lindsay said, like, basically the same thing she said on Watch What Happens. So a couple days ago, I saw that Bryce Sanders also interviewed Danielle. I don't know. All I'll I'll say is uh, Danielle is a reliable narrator. That's all I'm going to say. I've always looked at Danielle as a reliable narrator. And in this interview, she seemed like a reliable yeah, narrator. Like so she does. She does seem that's to, all I'm going to say. to uh, look up more than one side, usually. Yeah. All right. Well, this dinner goes to shit when Kyle gets very heated talking to Maya about Carl. Now, whether 
you know, there's no one person that is at fault for what's going on with Kyle and Carl and Lindsay and everything. Yeah. You know, there's, I think there's just a disconnect. Like we said, there's growing pains when you get sober, but this is where Kyle really went off the rails. He, he crossed like, the line. Yeah. I think, I actually think I wrote down the whole quote cause I, it's like, it's very, very fucked up. The do you see when he it? Talked about. Um, okay, I got it. Yeah, Ready? Because right it's really bad when you like read it out loud. When I this is Kyle, so he goes. I know he's. G- Hold on. <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me get ready. Okay. I know he's giving me a hard time for not appreciating him for God knows what, but I'm like, bro. I've given you so much effing leniency. When I hired him, he was unhirable and showed up to work drunk. He showed up one day so coked out he didn't bring his computer to work. The world needs to know. Like, Kyle really thought that was his mic drop moment, but little does he know. Not little does he know. He should know. The world already knows. Like, we know Carl was doing coke. So and we know shit got bad. So I think we can assume he wasn't a great employee. Like, you're not dropping a bomb we all know carl was it's not, not like, doing well yeah it's not like he's not all well, of a bitch. sudden not letting well. us know like oh by the way he was he was using coke like oh, okay exactly and like we 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 know he's an addict he's uh you know he's an alcoholic he's done he has issues with other drugs he's talked he's about it admitted that he's in sobriety now he's clean because of it so for kyle to like bring that up like that's a big issue or some or that's like a reason like a bomb like he's dropping hold, a bomb yeah or... like it was pointless it was unnecessary and it was just petty for him to say it was ba- it was just to make him look like uh like a great guy like look i'm such a i'm such a good person my friend was fucking up and i helped him out even exactly. even though he was such a mess like look at him dude come on like that's not what we want to hear you know what i mean like your friend is going through something and you're over here trying to make yourself look better Bro. Yeah, I don't think he was trying to necessarily make himself look better. I think he's just trying to justify his actions and be By like making him look bad. By making Carl look bad. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I don't know. I know point. that all I know is that I really liked what Danielle said to Kyle. I think I have the quote right here. She goes, "That happened over a year ago, and you are using that as an excuse not to pay him more money." And Kyle goes, "Oh, so he wants more money?" Like we don't say it, but now we said it. Like Kyle. And Carl have been arguing, you know, going back and forth about this work stuff. And I don't think Carl has specifically said he wants a raise, but he obviously wants a raise. That's right. what it is. But like, I feel like earlier in the episode, Kyle had mentioned like money as a. He did. When him and Amanda were talking, he said to Amanda that Carl wants more money for these Loverboy events. And Amanda said, on top of his salary? Yeah. Exactly. So he already knows it. That he, he, Kyle, knows that Carl wants more money. Of course he knows, but nobody said it out loud to him. But Danielle's mentioning it to him like he should know. And here he yeah. is, Kyle, pretending like it's he's so shocked by it. Bro, you already know. Like, Carl has mentioned it to you, obviously. You know what I mean? There's no way you See, just... I don't think Carl's come straight out and said, I want to raise, I want more money. He's used thing. He's... He said he's not appreciated, things like that. He also said, if you remember, maybe it was the previous episode, Kyle said that Carl was going to, or maybe Carl said it, that he was going to write an in, in, in email, yeah. you know, detail, detailing everything. He's like, I'll, you know, I'll detail everything that I need, you know, that I need from you or that I want to say. 
So obviously, like they know that there's that there's something that he needs that he wants. Money is obviously one of those things. You're telling me that Kyle didn't know that. Come on. No, that's not what I'm telling you. Kyle does know that, but nobody said it out loud to him until then. So then when he hears it out loud, he's like, that makes it real. Uh, he kind of, you know what I mean? You don't get what I mean? I guess. Okay, I'm, really I'm not talking it. to you right now. I'm talking to the listeners. One of the problems in our relationship is we explain things very differently. And a lot of times we, like do not get what the other person means at all. Like, we need translators. We, we see things from different points of view. Yeah. A lot. A lot. So. I did want to touch on this for a sec. You may remember the moment in the car. It was Sam, the new girl Sam, and um, the new guy whose name I don't remember. <laughs> and uh, Sam spoke about her parents. And, oh, my gosh, if you have not been to my Instagram recently, go and look at the photo I have of Lindsay and Carl side by side with Sam's parents. It says Lindsay and Carl in or Lindsay and Carl in 20 years. Lindsay's free or sorry, Sam's mom is like the spitting image of Lindsay. It's insane. I know. she's. <laughs> that's like literally Lindsay in, you know. However long. Exactly. Like. It was uncanny. Even um, Sam, uh, I think she commented or liked the post and like reposted it. Lindsay did too. They like all saw the resemblance. I When I noticed it, I'm like, oh, somebody's probably made this meme already. I was like rushing it out there. I thought somebody would have already made it because they, I mean, the resemblance was insane. <laughs> I know. I didn't see it anywhere else out there. Like, no. I cannot believe that. That was hilarious how much they look alike. All right, well, it's you have uncanny. anything else to say about, um, oh, sorry, I do have one more thing to say about Summer House. That Watch What Happens Live episode with Maya and Kyle, well, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to be, like, sitting here on my high horse. It was a hilarious episode, but a lot, I don't remember specifics, I didn't take notes on it, sorry. I feel like Maya and Kyle were both being unnecessarily, like, mean about Lindsay. You think so? I mean... Um, like the hold on i'm trying to think i know no, there were a few things i don't things. think they were being unnecessarily mean i just think they were i don't know it was funny i thought it was kind of oh, funny oh oh i remember was, one thing specifically andy asked maya who is the rudest to fans and she said like i think you know the answer which was essentially saying Lindsay. yes we all know the answer i think kyle did say like we all know the answer it's Lindsay. I think my no, 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 no. like actually they actually said Lindsay's name. A lot of people have um, <clears throat> commented on a post I did like with from with that clip and said that they've had a really good, good interaction with Lindsay. Now, most of those interactions were like planned ones at meet and greets. And I think that was like the issue that Amanda said, whenever it's planned, it's OK. But if it's not, it's Lindsay doesn't like that. But all right, let's get into Jersey. Um, this is probably my least favorite bravo episode just this week but nonetheless it was still a good episode um da, da, da. i don't have much to say on dolores paulie and frankie except that i did not like it when paulie said you can't send a woman to do a man's job i genuinely thought he was joking when he said that at first but i don't think he was yeah i that caught me off guard i yeah i did not like that because up until now like you know I, I've liked Folly. I've enjoyed him, you know, when he was on the screen. And now, I don't know, that just kind of threw me off. Yeah, like, it's fine to say that as a joke. But if you genuinely, like, actually are saying that with your full chest that a woman can't do a man's job, I have a problem. I realize it sounds really minuscule. But if he actually feels that way. Right. I like, mean, like, really feels that way. 
You know, that's fucked up. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I was like, maybe he's joking. That's kind of what I got. But no, like, I, you know, when you looked around, Frank was confused. Dolores just kind of sat there mm-hmm. like, okay. And I think I it was know. fine for Frank to use Dolores as his conduit to Frank or to Polly. Frank even said that he's like, I didn't have his number. So, yeah, why would he not have Dolores like, you know, set it up or whatever? Set up the meeting of the two, uh, of the two, Frank and Polly. Exactly, because they're both Dolores' relationships. You know, she has a relationship with both of the guys. Mm -hmm. You know, a a romantic one with Polly and uh, another one with Frank. So, of course, it would make sense for her to set them up, you know, to get together to talk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just think Polly was just being weird about that. Yeah, I don't know. He, because he's, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. We're going to leave it there. I need to see more of him before I make... (laughs) Have more of a, an opinion on him. We need some more info. Yeah, always. Always need the info. I always say, give me all... Like, Ryan Bailey says this all the time, so I'll take it from him. But it's like, give me all the footage. All, all the of footage. it. All of it. I will take it all. <laughs> anyway. Mm, let's move on to the Mean Girls lunch. And I'm not saying this because I think Marge, Melissa, and Jackie are, like, genuinely Mean Girls. But, like, this lunch was a Mean Girls lunch. So I was surprised when Jackie made the comment about about Danielle Schwartz. Wow, I did this last time on our last episode. When I was trying to say sure, I kept saying schwar. It's from saying Schwartz too Schwartz. much. It like fucks Schwartz. with me. Um, I've so never Danielle's heard Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah, <laughs> it was really petty, and I was surprised to um to hear Jackie be so petty. It was super petty. Oh my god! I mean, she said it looked like she had just pulled him out of the hamper, like. Damn, Jackie. And she did eye her up. We saw the the flashback. I think it all stems from, you know, Jackie's insecurity about these new new girls, Danielle and Rachel, potentially yeah. taking their spot. It also could me could be the fact that she's like, if I really bring it and I'm, you know, I'm a bitch, I cause drama. Maybe I won't lose my spot. Yeah, because I mean, she got demoted for a reason, and she she's thinking if I. Change some things up. Maybe I'll get, I'll get. You know, yeah, I mean, you guys can let me know, but I don't remember Jackie ever being so petty. Yeah, I don't think maybe a little always... judgy because her first season, Jackie uh, went over. She had a play date at Jen at Jen Aiden's house, and then wrote um, an article. I forget what she wrote it for, but she wrote an article in like a mom's yeah, journal it was or a something. Blog, I remember. Yeah. What did she say about Jen Aiden? I can't remember exactly, but she was... Oh, she was, like, judging her for spoiling her kids, basically. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if they would call it judging. I guess it was it was judgment. It was her opinion on, like, I yeah. don't... You know, I wouldn't do this with oh, my I kids or something. I remember the thesis. It was, can, like, spoiled kids turn into well-adjusted adults? Right. I think it was something like that. It was like something that. to that effect. Yes, exactly. Something like that. And yeah, most of the girls didn't like that because well, Jen definitely took it as like as Jackie was judging her. Well, yeah, you're calling your kids. You're saying that your your kids are spoiled, and that <laughs> that's never like a good thing. Well, to we say. could be wrong on that. I won't. Don't know if it was spoiled specifically, but maybe. No, but it, it was. It was something like that. It was basically yeah. It was. It was like spoiled, or it was something to that effect. Basically, like they're kids that are just giving anything they want whenever. And I, I think it was spoiled. I think that that word was used. The S word. The S word. But no, <laughs> yeah, it obviously it, Jen did not like that. But no, I remember everybody was kind of angry at Jackie for that for a little bit. 
Well, not everybody. You know, there's two sides in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Right. The Jennifer Teresa side, Dolores side over there. Um, Dolores isn't on that side. Dolores is, goes back and forth. She just goes by her morals and what she wants. She's not swayed. Like, Teresa can't sway her like Teresa can sway other people, you know? I guess. Dolores I mean, I guess she cannot be. No way. I guess. No, well, that's true. She cannot be swayed. She just, she just has her horrible calls sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, but exactly. But even if it's horrible, it's her call, and she doesn't give a fuck what you yeah, say. Yeah, those are you know? her own thoughts for sure. I agree. Yeah. Let's just talk about the the conversation with Lou. It was Louis, Teresa, Gia, and Gabriella. What did you think about that? I don't know. It's kind of hard to watch, honestly. Just Especially the Gabriella. Gabriella just, you know, breaking out in hives towards the end. And, you know, she's just trying to stay calm throughout the whole. Combo. It was heartbreaking. And then you have Louis just blowing up, just going getting red. his crazy eye look. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot to watch. I my OK, I don't think Teresa should have been like, I don't think her daughter should be involved in the family feud. But it's so complicated because. I know if, if I was Gabriella, say, and I didn't feel like my aunt and uncle had been there for me during a really traumatic time, but yet they were going on a podcast and talking about it when they weren't actually there for me, even if they were. Either way, bringing up that time in my life, it would really suck. I would not like it. I'd be mad, and I wouldn't care that I was 17. I would want to tell everybody. So I get that, but sometimes that's why the parent needs to step in and be like, I, I don't know, maybe this isn't a good idea. But then right. it's like, are you silencing them? You don't want to silence your kids. It's right. Like, with Gia, like, she's an, an adult. So if she wants to speak out, obviously, you know, she should. She should be able to. And, you know, Teresa shouldn't silence her or, you know, at all. <laughs> you know, quote, unquote, obviously. But, no, um, with uh, Gabriella, like, she's old enough to have, you know, form her own opinions. And if she she's almost a legal adult, if she wants to, you know, speak about what her aunt and uncle are saying, like, I think she should be able to publicly, though, on like on like the, on the show. Unfortunately, everything is public right now. What her uncle and aunt I feel like you are... changed your opinion because I thought you didn't think she they should. Hold on, this is I know I was thinking about it since uh, earlier. So obviously, if her aunt and uncle are going around saying they did X, Y, and Z, and she doesn't believe this, it was fine, one podcast. Fine, they went on one podcast and said X, Y, and Z. And Gabriella said, like, they are, like, didn't she say they're lying? Or why would she go on there, especially if it's a, if it's lies? Because. So, okay, just real quick, catch everybody up. Melissa and Joe spoke on their podcast last summer, on Melissa's podcast. Joe was saying that when Teresa went to prison, they filmed the, I, I forget what it was called. What was it called? Like, Teresa, goes, Teresa to, goes to jail. The prison know. special. I don't know. Anyway, they said Joe needed, Joe. Judice needed someone to film with and he needed to make the show so that he could have money to support his family because he wasn't working. So Joe was saying if it wasn't for him and Melissa filming with him, then the girls would not have eaten. I think he actually used those words, but I don't think he meant it literally, the eating part. But nonetheless, it was fucked up. And I know. It's a, it just implies so much. It's like, we are the reason. Like, it's know. unnecessary. Like I said, even I can't speak to if Joe and Melissa were truly there for the girls. Nobody knows that except for them and the girls. 
Um, so I can't speak to that. But either way, I don't think going on the podcast and speaking about something that affects his nieces, it just wasn't the right call. But I'm not saying that it was also the right call for Teresa to let to have her girls talk about this feud publicly. I don't think that was the right call. It well, makes it so much I messier. Know. It's like I'm going back and forth. Like at first I was thinking, yeah, why was she like you said, why was she let her kids, you know, go publicly and speak out against it, their aunt and uncle. But at the same time, I'm thinking, we don't know what happened during that time. You know, nobody knows. I, we all The only footage we have is, you know, maybe of that one episode, you know, that special. And if I'm Teresa, I'm thinking the only other people that know are my daughters. They were the ones that are there. So if they want to say, if they want to tell the truth, I'm going to let them because that's the only other side of the story that can be heard as them so is she thinking okay if they're the only ones that know the truth um am i uh, should i let them speak now then is that what's going on or i don't know is it more about the girls telling their story or saying giving a big f you to joe and melissa that's what i'm wondering i feel like that makes a difference exactly it's all about the intent behind it which yeah. unfortunately we don't know i want to say that i mean we know Teresa is a, is a great mom we will yeah. i would like to think that she is doing this for her daughter, for her girls, so that you know, so that they, because yeah, because they want to get this off their chest, not because you know a big f you to her brother or sister in law. You know, I would hope that's what's actually going on. Either way, like Gabriella breaking out in hives like that was it was hard to watch. It is a hundred percent, and like you said, I definitely changed my mind. Like I still like I I see both sides of like. Yes, I don't. I just after watching it, like I wish she hadn't you know, allowed her daughter to s- speak and go through that because you know, we see what happened. I mean, look look at her; she's breaking out in hives. But if we knew, if we didn't know that was going to happen, like, well, I think I would have been fine with her. Allowing you think her if she looked more comfortable on camera, you would have been okay with it? Probably, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. Actually, I don't think it's okay for them to have this talk privately, but not not on the cameras. I especially do not think it was okay for the things Louis was saying in front of the girls. He did not need to be there. <laughs> yeah, and even if he was there, like he didn't need to say those things. He said something about Joe doesn't do or Melissa doesn't do anything without Joe's approval, and he said something about them going in step with each other, which I mean aren't. Mary, aren't couples supposed to go and step with each other? Basically, they're codependent. But like, oh, no. aren't you, like, you and Teresa the same? No, you could see his face getting red, his eyes bugging out, and he said, did he call them insecure again? I can't remember. Oh, no, I know what he said. He said, I see you. I see you from a mile away. He was projecting so hard, and oh, I have a message so for much. you, Louie. I see you. I see you from way more than a mile away because I'm all the way in Maryland and I see you. <laughs> Going on a reality you, show was not it, bro. Not it. Because we see you. Ask Jen Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, do you think that Teresa should have invited the Marcos to the wedding? Or do you think it's reasonable she didn't? I mean, as far as from what we they've told us, I think she should have because it doesn't seem like they were involved in any and you know and whatever argument is going going on between the Gorgas and you know the Judices or so. Teresa or I Louis. thought so too. And when we watched the episode, I said 
No, Teresa should have invited at least Melissa's mom. And especially when we found out how big the wedding was and that Teresa invited Marge's mom. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, no, what? I didn't know that. I don't know. I don't know. Marge Sr. was going. <laughs> then um, I, yesterday or the day before I saw online, I think it was a Byway Color drama post, but it might have been Bravo Snark side. So I can't remember. But they had a post with a bunch of old receipts like tweets that were like on a blackberry or something from back when melissa was first on the show i the most recent one was from like 2014 i i don't remember specific i don't remember what all the tweets said but it was melissa's sisters getting involved in drama with Teresa. one thing i did remember uh the middle sister i don't know which one she is her name but she said if you want to get to melissa you have to come through me and if you want to get to me you have to come through my big sister that's just you know how we roll and there was other stuff in there that i don't remember the particulars but my point is her sisters were were involved in in the feud at least back in the day does that change your mind interesting i don't know i mean not really because the the at least the mom was not involved. She I, should at there least was, I feel like there invite. was one thing in the post that the mom had said, or maybe it was like a friend of hers. I'm sorry, guys. I don't have all the receipts in front of me. I forgot who. I forgot who it was. I should have screenshotted it when I first saw it. But basically, it seems like the sisters and the mom may have been a little involved. The feud, like the the Gorgas versus the Judas, it's like when one. it was Teresa and Joe versus Joe and Melissa. They would, you know, say stuff uh, online after the episodes aired. And so what? That was like forever ago. But you could see why if I wouldn't want to invite people I didn't like to my wedding. But that was so long ago. I, I would assume that that was that feud has already been, you know, squashed. Well, that was a long time ago, and that yes, they've made they made up when they made up when Teresa got out of prison. Okay. They made up. I'm using air quotes because it was all fake. They right. never liked each other. But it, but then why why bring it back now? That's my point. Well, Teresa's not bringing it up, but she's just not inviting him to the wedding. Right, but to use an excuse to you. Let me clarify. This wasn't Teresa's excuse. Like she did never said that. I'm just saying. After I saw these things online that somebody posted, I say I'm saying I understand Teresa's side more because I'm assuming that played into it. I don't think it did. I don't think you think she was just doing it as a way to be like fuck Joe and people yeah, on Melissa's side. Exactly because okay. I'm sure Louis got to her and like convinced her not to invite them for whatever reason. Well, Louis said that it was all Teresa. Of course, he's going to say that. Said so he's like my wife right, at 15 years that. old finally puts her foot down and what? What am I I'm supposed, supposed to, do? to tell her? No, yeah. I know. Like I'm not. I'm supposed to not support her, bro. You're constantly telling her no i guarantee you you are telling her what to do a hundred percent of the time we saw the uh the thing he was writing down in the preview for next week writing down what she should say he's literally telling her what to say want to make peace <laughs> like he's literally telling her what to say yeah. like come on he wrote Might down well just stick his hand right up her ass was that too graphic? Uh, I apologize. A little bit. A little bit. A little <laughs> oh, did you get what I mean by that? Like a puppet? Like a puppet? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I wasn't that. just I totally like, I wasn't that. just, you know, saying I think they should start fisting. <laughs> uh, I didn't take that as a sexual this way. It's <laughs> supposed to be a clean podcast. I'm going to have to cut this out. Yeah, so we left it. The episode ended on a to be continued. 
Uh, yeah, when the boys started to rumble. Yeah. yeah. Man. Oh, do you remember what I said to you? And I think it's true. I feel like the, especially the new guys, were told by their women like who to back up. Oh no, you said that. I don't. I don't know. I guess a little bit. I know you disagreed because of um, Danielle's husband. Because one yeah. time, like he mentioned one thing that backed up Joe. But then after the conversation kept going, I feel like. He more so moved on to Louis' side. I forget what it was, but I, I know. I'm like, I don't know if he was necessarily, like, backing Louis at all, but I, he was trying to kind of, like, play devil, devil's advocate in a right. way. Right, and Fudo was definitely backing Joe. Oh, yeah. yeah, hardcore. I remember that. Bill Aiden was really backing Louis. Yeah. Yeah, because Jen and, you know, Jen and Teresa are really tight. Um, <clears throat> most everybody like look everybody thinks louis or i'm sorry that jen is like Teresa's bulldog <laughs> that's what people say like because she'll just do whatever you know her little minion she's her little aaron aaron girl yeah but no yeah i do remember that and then uh joe little joe well not little joe joe b <laughs> he was he was backing joe gorva yeah 100 percent, of course Joe was getting very, very angry at that meal. You know, I don't like his all toxic masculinity oh, thing. I know. He got all heated and, like, slamming the table. Like, bah, Like, bro. Even less than that, I, like, I hate Louis's, like, fake, like, zen thing that he does. Mm -hmm. No, I know. You told me that you, you caught him kind of uh, catch himself. Like, he was kind of angry. And next thing you know, he... Louis kind of. I think in that scene, like you could see him getting a little heated and then like bring himself back down. Mm -hmm. I mean, I noticed that a lot. Like he got really heated when he was talking to um when he was when the girls Teresa and the girls when they were in the living room talking. Oh god, yeah, that was that was crazy. He was so loud and just like ah, he like turns he was red to, and he, he gets to, these crazy eyes. His eyes get real wide. Like he looked like he was about to explode. <laughs> and you want to know what's ironic? Teresa is always blaming Melissa for what Joe does. And uh, like now well, Louie is saying, you can't blame me for what Teresa does. And I agree. You shouldn't blame the partner for like, they're not one in the same. Exactly. Yeah. You can, you can like, if you're, you know, you can hope that maybe, you know, the wife or the husband can have some influence onto the, you know, their partner, but you can't just be mad or that right. they're not controlling their significant yeah. other. Like, for her, I remember the last season, I think it was a couple seasons ago, when uh, Teresa got mad that Melissa could not control Joe. I'm like, really? <laughs> what do you mean a couple of seasons ago? This uh, happens all oh, the right, time. Right, every, every season. I know. It was oh, but like, I know what you mean. There was something where she, like, specifically. It was specifically, like, what do you mean you can't control him? Like, I, I, I guess. Like, she's like, I can't control him. Well, you should be able to. Like, Yeah, what? I don't remember what they the context was. They were, I think they were in the... Um, at their vacation, one of the their beach homes, they're on the beach. Yeah, they're always there. <laughs> no, it's like down the street from their house. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's you know it's not that far, so it's it's, it's easy mm -hmm. to, for them to go there all the time. I know. I wonder how far of a drive it is from Franklin Lakes ish to like um to uh the Jersey Shore. I mean, I would imagine it's same same with us to go to like Ocean City. You know, maybe a, a few hours, three hours mm -hmm. or so. All right. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. Um, let's get into <laughs> Vanderpump Rules, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm, mm, mm. This episode was so good. There was like so much. I don't even know where to begin. Where do you want to begin? Uh, where did we start the episode? They were still. Were they still at the party? 
Is that what was going on? I don't even know what party you're referencing. All of these reality <laughs> shows are know. blurring together. The first thing I remember is Raquel and uh, Lisa Vanderpump talking at Sir. And I guess Raquel was late for work. That's when they shared that hanky. They shared the napkin, remember? Oh, that's right. They were crying they were together. Crying because Raquel was saying she's still in love with James, which I feel like... <clears throat> I'm so proud of her, especially now that we know she is still in love with him, that she like is still doing the best thing she needs to do for her. I've noticed so much growth in Raquel, even simply when she when James asked to see Graham, which side note, fully pissed off. I am fully pissed off at Lisa Vanderpump for dropping that or dropping that bomb to James about right, Graham. Right, right. That was not okay. And she knew what she was doing. That was not an accident. Lest we forget Lisa Vanderpump is a producer on the show but when i get back to what i was saying so when james asked to see graham instead of immediately saying yes raquel said she wanted to think about it and then she did and she eventually said yes but she actually did sleep on it and that is progress she's not being a pushover no i agree i know it's you can really see like that i don't know if she's going to therapy or what but like everything it's helping like she's standing her ground you know she has more of an opinion about it, anything and everything. Like, yeah, I'm liking Raquel this season a lot. I think it was comments by celebs said that Raquel has this unintentional boldness. And I have always, like, known that, but I did not know how to articulate it. And it's funny. She does have this unintentional boldness. An example of it would be when she was at um, out with drinks with Lala and Katie, and she's like, I don't, um, no, you don't have to worry. Like, no, I wouldn't date Schwartz. Or, or hold on, she, what did she say? Yes, I remember. You it know was, what I'm uh, talking about? I, I think know I exactly have the what quote. You're talking about. Yeah. So when uh, uh, so the girls were out, I guess for drinks, Sheena, Lala, and Katie, oh, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they mentioned how Sheena's always bringing up that you should be making out with yeah. Schwartz and blah, blah, blah. But what, how, how do you respond, right? Yes. And that's what Raquel said. Uh, what, what did she, she was say? like, haha, never. And then she paused and she's like, but then I think about it and I like shorts a lot. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, like, that was like an example of unintentional boldness. I did you not think? expect that. I did not think she was going to be like, yes, but uh, after thinking about it, I really <laughs> like him. What? <laughs> yeah, Lala and Katie looked at her like, what? Like, wait, wait that, what? Took a, that took a hard left. Like, I, okay. <laughs> and then Lala, of course, onto her Lala high horse, which. I don't really have a problem with Lala, but it does annoy me when she gets so cocky because she's like, what did she say? I forget exactly what she said, but basically like, no, I, oh, and she said, I'm messy, but I wouldn't even do that. And then not even five minutes later, she's like, Raquel mentions how James was um, cheating on her with other girls. And Lala goes, oh, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I got something to tell you. (laughs) Like, so I am messy, but you know. Like, come so on, then Lala. Lala tells Katie, I'm sorry, tells Raquel that her and James hooked up when um, Raquel and him had first started dating and her and Randall first started dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know how Lala could She's say that with a, a straight face after just saying I'm so messy, but I wouldn't do that. Talking about hooking up with someone who's single. I know. Like, oh, I would never hook up with somebody who dated a friend of mine. But you would hook up with your friend who's dating somebody else right now and you're yeah. also dating somebody at that time that is so messed up in her defense that was when she was you know in active addiction but 
But, 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 still, still, she should have enough self-awareness to not judge Raquel in the yeah. moment so hard if she's about to drop this mm-hmm. bomb on Raquel. And I noticed it's after she said that, she said, but that was when I was drinking a lot. Like, yeah. she tried to kind of walk it back, like, yeah. or, like, excuse the behavior because otherwise she would just sound like a total hypocrite because she right. just shamed, you know, Raquel for doing something that she would never do, yet she's talking about something so much worse than she did. I know. Oh, I don't think I mentioned this to you. Uh, when Sheena went to meet Schwartz to record his podcast and she uh, goes into his apartment and she asked him if he has a roommate or whatever. She's like, I heard you have a roommate. And he said, yeah, this girl, Joe. Um, well, I'm like 99.9% sure that Joe is his girlfriend. I When I heard her him say Joe, I'm like, I remember that name. That's her name? No, I don't, I don't I'm pretty I didn't sure. hear the name, but I know you told yeah. me that uh, you think his, his roommate is the girl he's dating now. I don't. They weren't dating then, but yeah, but I think they are now. now. They are. <laughs> I mean, mm. uh, so come on, buddy. <laughs> with the whole Raquel and um, Raquel potentially hooking up with Schwartz thing, I am more mad at Sheena for her behavior surrounding this than I am with Raquel, just because Raquel was never that close with Katie to begin with, and it's just freaking weird. Why is Sheena pushing them together so hard? Like. Um, the, uh, there is this one theory out there that Raquel and James were already hooking up and needed a way to bring it on camera, and this was, you know, what they were going to do. Raquel and James? I'm sorry, Raquel and... I'm tired. <laughs> Raquel and Schwartz. Raquel and Schwartz were hooking up already? This is just a rumor. I don't necessarily believe nah, it. that makes no sense. Because if, if, if they were already hooking up, then it would just be part of the storyline. There, no, there, there would be no reason to make it into a different type of storyline yeah as to oh let's get you guys to hook up because by that point they might not be hooking up anymore you know <laughs> why do you think that sheena is pushing so hard for them to get together i don't know i mean it definitely seems it's like really a weird, weird right? agenda or is she just genuinely trying to get two of her friends together because she's really close to Raquel. I mean, then from what hook she said, them both up with someone else right from what she says she says she's really close to raquel and yeah, maybe, they are close. So, and she, I don't know, maybe she just feels bad for Schwartz. I don't know. But, but why if you, feel, if you wanna, if you, I know. If you want you know? them to be happy, I will hook up Raquel with anybody else but Schwartz. I know, really? Like, do you really think, we all know Schwartz is not a good partner. He just came from a divorce with one of your friends, Sheena. Why Set that would, aside. He knows, she knows Schwartz <laughs> isn't a good partner. Like, Schwartz, exactly. He should not be getting hooked up Schwartz cannot even answer his know. own questions. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, uh, Schwartz can't... What? If Schwartz were to get Sandy. married, like, uh. he would need to have um, Tom Sandoval up at the altar with him while he got married. But no, they are attached. They are attached to the hip. They're just, yeah. like, everything, anything that Schwartz does. Like, you say, he needs Sandoval's, like, approval. I don't know. Or, like, his say-so. No, I don't think it's that. I think he genuinely he can't make a there? decision for he, his life. Just, oh, and watch what happens live with every question he whispers. I know, and it was like, I know the one question, it was literally like, how do you feel about this? Hey, buddy, can you help me with this answer? And he's like, no, I want to know how you feel. Like, what do you mean, Schwartz? (laughs) Why why are you asking Tom? Why are you asking Sandoval? I want to know how you feel. Oh, my goodness. It was, yeah. Mm, mm, This, mm, mm. This guy. No, I don't know why Sheena, I don't know why Sheena is doing this, though. I really don't. 
I know a lot of people don't like Sheena. I like her. I like Sheena. I'll be honest with you guys. I kind of relate to her because I see a lot of my uh, qualities she has in myself that aren't necessarily my best qualities. Mm -hmm. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do. I always have. I don't know if I've told you that. But certain I times, so. I, Sheena reminds me a lot of me and not in a good way. Yeah, I, I can see it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Everybody listening is like, um, okay, turning off now. <laughs> not yeah, supporting this girl. And it makes sense why I like Sheena so much, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this what I'm saying is I usually do stand up for her and like her. I hated when we learned a couple years ago that there was an editor that specifically tried to edit things to make Sheena look like really bad. Do you remember that? She went on a podcast and said that. That's right. Yeah. I remember that. And oh, that was she so was long ago. Yeah. And anyhow, it was really messed up, but point is i've always liked sheena but i i don't like this at all and i think it's really freaking weird that sheena keeps saying i was doing this for katie katie asked me to do this i thought i was doing what i was supposed to do i know she what? needs to just take accountability for what she did like she I was, was trying to hook messy up. or just trying to i hook my friend up maybe Rick, i don't know yeah you were trying to hook up your friend and honestly you thought it was fine because katie said she was fine with the divorce that's all it was it wasn't. It was. It was not. It wasn't any more deep than that. Like it wasn't like Katie was giving you a job. Go hook up Schwartz with somebody. I'd be cool with doing it. Literally, that was it. And she's making it into something more. <laughs> Conversation that her and Katie had, like you know, so hard. And Katie rebuttaled that. I don't, I'm sure you guys have seen online. Um, Katie put out some text messages between her and Sheena that where Katie made it clear to Sheena that that was a drunk conversation they had in Vegas and she did not mean that. And honestly, I, I can see how that would happen when you're around your friends. And she, at the time she was um had met up with a guy that she like dated in high school. So she's like. 17 tequila shots in or whatever hanging out with this cute guy from high school so when sheena asks her what would you think if katie about schwartz and kate or raquel and schwartz and, and anybody and katie's like i just want him to move on and be happy i'm happy whatever like yeah you can't take that uh you can't just hold on to something so hard that somebody says when they're drunk and then be use that as your justification for bad behavior you yeah. just can't it's a drunken convo with your friend and like Katie said, I uh, I didn't mean it. She's like, yeah. of course I didn't mean it. Like, who knows how long after the divorce it was? Yes, and we could in, find out. It was at the opening of uh, Vanderpump Paris, right? Because like, Vegas, of course, Paris, like whatever. yeah, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, Katie wants Schwartz to move on. She wants to move on. Of mm -hmm. course, like in the perfect world, yes, I want him to move on. Doesn't mean she's maybe ready for him to move on at this minute. And she doesn't want to see her friend setting him up with her other, like, co-worker. I know. That's the thing. Like, with Raquel, they're not friends. Like, Katie and Raquel, are they friends? Like, does, does she really does she really owe her anything? Does she really owe her anything? No. No. So, like, yeah, as far as that, like, she should not be mad at Raquel about anything. Schwartz is the one that's, that's what you know, I wanted to get at. Ariana yeah. <laughs> set us all straight when she was in her ITM and like, why is Schwartz getting away with everything? I've been saying this for years. I feel like I've said that a lot, but in the moment I wasn't really focusing on him. I know. And I don't understand why. Like he always slithers out of accountability because he doesn't say anything. He sits there and just like, 
I'm just Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, that's it. My friend was just trying to set me up with someone. Like, wah. Like, yeah, bro, but you you were part of the setup. Like, you didn't have to go along with it. You know what well, I mean? Well, at that point, he hadn't. And, like, my point is, like, yeah, but and, and uh, what I'm saying is Katie needs to stop being mad at Sheena and so mad at Raquel or just be mad at Schwartz. Be upset with Schwartz. He's well, at this that, moment, she's not mad at him yet because they haven't hooked up yet. Right, they haven't. So point. I think we'll see how that plays out. But in this moment, she can only be mad at Sheena. But that final um scene when uh everybody was at the um the club for Tom <laughs> Sandoval's what are what is it called Tom, Tom Sandoval, Sandoval and the, and most, the most extras. Yeah, that final scene was so freaking good. There was like. First of all, Katie and Sheena get into like a fight and Katie storms off. And then who does she get to relate to about being upset? But James, like never saw that <laughs> one coming. I, I could not have seen this like four years ago when James was body shaming her. Oh, you know? God, I forgot about that. Oh, and then James brings up Sheena's podcast because, you know, or I'm sorry, they're both mad about the podcast because James is X one on Sheena's podcast and Katie's X one on Sheena's podcast. And according to the to James or whoever, they're Sheena's trying to set them both up. So both are X's yeah. together. So they're both pissed. He, this is something I wanted to bring up because James says when he called um but he called brock and was like keep my name out of your mouth or whatever and brock is like come on the pod and talk about it <laughs> come on mate let's talk on the so pod. do you, i wanted to ask you do you think that sheena is doing all of this like having raquel on her podcast shortly after a breakup having tom on the podcast to talk about his breakup with katie is she doing it to be like the first one to get that interview for all the clicks or is she doing it so because like she's their friend and she wants to give them a platform to tell their side of things. Do you think it's um, it's all wholesome and genuine or is it self-serving? It's I don't know. I don't think it's very, you know, black or white. It's like one or the other. I think there's, you know, there's. What do you think the main driving force is if you had to pick one? The main driving force? Mm-hmm. Behind Sheena's I, I wanna, actions I wanna, to I get her hope, friends on her podcast I, when they're going through something hard. I know. I mean, I want to say is so her friends have you know somewhere to tell you know tell their side of the story, but I mean, maybe most it mostly might be driven by get like you said clicks or I mean I, I want to just say just say clicks because I mean it is all well, downloads, related listens. downloads. I mean yeah, it's like you wanna that's her job. Her job is to put out well her job's to be a reality star that brings me into a point that was made on comments by celebs like it's very interesting now how reality tv or the landscape of it has changed with so many other ways to consume content and then these reality stars are putting content out in that way but it may like conflict with the show like we're seeing it with we saw it with robin dixon and how that all played out now we're seeing it on vanderpump rules in a different way sheena is a cast member on this show and friends with these people but she is also trying to get scoop and get tea so she can get listens on her podcast so she's like one of us albeit like she has way more (laughs) listens than us but you know what i mean she's like a a tea teller (laughs) or whatever or getter teller but also a cast member, so it makes it really complicated. So no? like she has to do both jobs. It's like yeah, she's. She doesn't. Have- I mean, that's that's not have to. I mean, she has to, and she has to balance. Mm-hmm. She has to find a balance for both her 
for both of these jobs yeah. because she's a cast member she has to be involved in, in the drama here she is you know talking to her friends about what's going on like she's being filmed for the show but at the same time like why not also use that for your other show for your podcast like if she can why not if it's a, if it's it's not like she's the only one getting something out of it you know if what do you a, mean the um, person she that she brings on doesn't get anything out of it. I mean, it, I guess it depends on who it is. If it's their, I guess it's their friends. So I guess no, in that, pe- what do you mean? I people don't get that, paid. No, I guess you're right. You're right. I guess <laughs> in that sense, I guess you're right. In that sense, it's if it's just her friends who are coming on. They Even get, if they weren't her friends, they don't get paid. I would say not about? money. I don't say not money wise, but they get something out of it. Like they get to just go on. And oh, speak I see what you mean. Truth. They get the platform. They'll they get, get like platform. more followers. Yeah, they get that? their platform exactly. Whatever that may be. A platform if it's just followers or if it's just so you can speak your truth because of whatever it is that's going mm-hmm. on yeah they get something out of it as well that's all i'm saying it's it's a mutual it's a mutual benefit yeah. i'll be honest i i did listen to um when raquel was on sheena's podcast and i'll be honest i was happy she let she have raquel on raquel doesn't have a podcast and it was a place raquel could get her side of the story out there and feel comfortable because she is so close to sheena but and you know her relationship with james was so toxic and complicated and i mean i love james as a reality star but he is toxic, and I would argue that his relationship person. was borderline abusive. Like, he definitely verbally abused her. Yeah, I think so. 100%. We heard it. We saw the text messages. So, you know, and Raquel opened up about this on Sheena's podcast. So I was fine with that. And then, so maybe it's a double standard that I wasn't, I guess, not as okay about Tom doing it. I was okay when I like heard about it. I didn't even think twice about it when I heard that Tom went on her podcast. But now seeing Katie's side, like, when she's like, you're using one of the hardest times in my life as entertainment. And I'm like, oh. it brings that argument that a lot of people have about making documentaries about like, you know, the whole true crime, right. crime market. It's like uh, making money off of people's pain. But I'm sorry. Yes, that is a very hard time in your life, Katie, but it's also a hard time in Schwartz's life. I know. That's what I thought too. And I was like, he's, she has a podcast. He doesn't. Exactly. Why is it okay to care about what, you know, her life but not his life? I'm not saying he, you know, what he did was right. Obviously, their relationship was a mess. They should have, you know, but, um, my, what I'm saying is she can't get mad that, you know, Sheena's bringing her friends on, on her podcast. Like, that's just. Sorry, I'm really high right now. <laughs> I know. Did that gummy uh, hit you? Yeah, it hit me. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. Yeah, we um we split a what a forty milligram gummy, yeah. like what right before we started talking about Jersey. Yeah. Well, I, I so. had an, another piece, but yeah, you know. Another piece. I had the uh, the other oh, one. The, the other brand. All right. Well, you want to move on to Miami, unless you have anything else to say about Vanderpump Rules. No, I think that's pretty much it with them. Yeah, the whole... I have one more thing. I think the Canyon Club, that um, bar they went to where the most extras were playing, It I could be wrong because my vision's so bad, but it looked like it was in a strip mall. And if it is, yeah, I it am did. here for it. Like Vanderpump Rules and a strip... Did I say strip club? I meant to say strip mall. Is that Van- strip mall? Is that strip mall? Vanderpump Rules and a strip mall go together like, I don't know, like things that go together. Like uh, like analogies, <laughs> like, <laughs> like housewives. Together, no, like housewives <laughs> and analogies do not, <laughs> do not get along. But you know, when sh- when in Vegas, when um when 
Jax ripped off his sweater to like fight. I forget who he was oh, that's fighting. Right. He was fighting somebody at uh, Stasi's birthday. Oh Always. my goodness, that's <laughs> right. Outside of uh, outside of the uh, the club where they were. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Miami. So we start off on Miami. It was a to be continued from last time, and it starts off with Adriana comparing her accident with her foot to uh, Frankie's accident. Oh my goodness! It was horrible. Adriana, Adriana should not on. have ever compared her almost broken foot to Frankie's accident. No. <laughs> oh my god! Like I feel so bad for what, how they treated her. Like in the later in the episode, you know. Yeah, but 100%. like. She, it was just the wrong time, the wrong word. She should not have used that. She should not have said that. There was no reason to compare what was going on with her to that, to what happened to um Alexa's son. Like, I get what she was trying to do. She was trying to, like she said, she was trying to um relate. Right. But there, there were many other things she could have used to relate. Yeah. That just did not land. It did not. It was just, and as soon as she said it, and heard everyone's reaction she should have just stopped tried something else but she just doubled down yeah she doubled down in the moment going and it's like yeah at At least she did realize eventually she realized she was wrong i'm glad she did and that's why i'm gonna say like what she said was totally wrong but if i think if adriana's willing to admit that she was wrong and then apologize to alexia i think alexia should accept it because nobody's perfect it's not like she said something bad about frankie yeah they exactly. keep saying that like larsa said that what she said about frankie after what she said about frankie mm-hmm. marisol said the same thing she didn't say anything about frankie she right. said you know about accidents you know like with your like with frankie you know like like that consequences happen that's all she said yeah that is a horrible thing for her to bring up in the middle of an argument like when there's no reason to there's she could have used something anything else but yeah they just keep they just keep like badgering her and like acting like she's like this horrible human being right. like i feel like it felt like almost alexia and marisol were almost happy that not happy that she did this but it's like now that she did this they're gonna latch onto it forever because like they were waiting uh, you know, for something yeah, to happen almost they, they, they to give w- them an excuse when they're uh, for treating her poorly when they just don't like her I exactly. think they just don't like her. And that hurts Adriana really bad, especially because she's going through so much. She's going through a lot. But, and but we found out that, you know, she her alimony is ending in a year and a half. It, like, clicked. I'm like, okay, I get it now. She's terrified. She doesn't know what she's going to do. Yeah, that's why she's doing, you know, she's trying her music thing. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what to do. She's trying to figure it out. And she would like her friends to be there for her, but it doesn't seem like they happen hey guys it's jen sorry to cut in like that but unfortunately the rest of aldo and my conversation about miami never recorded or got deleted it's been a whole thing trying to get this podcast edited and the learning curve of the software is steep anyhow so i just had a few more thoughts um I think Adriana's apology to Alexia was fine. I mean, I think she should do one in person. But her use of my bad, I don't think it was as as egregious as Alexia is making it seem. Like, Adriana says my bad all the time. It's just in her vernacular. And she did apologize. Unless I'm wrong. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe in that text. She literally said, I am sorry. Um, 
All right, moving on to Lisa's conversation with her mother-in-law. You could tell that Lisa was expecting a different reaction from Marina when she meant she explained Lenny's plans to move his new girlfriend, rather his mistress, into Lisa's home and to get Lisa out of it by October. And Marina did not react the way Lisa expected. And I think that's why Lisa brought up the way Lenny spoke to Marina. And you could just see it like marina just like nodded shook her head and she was agreeing but then she said yeah but he apologized he's just like what did she compare him to like a fire or something and then he or like a spark like that's not a good thing he needs to figure that shit out honestly and her just standing up for him and having his back defending him is not not gonna (laughs) It's not going to do well for him. Like, he's literally never going to learn. I know I'm talking about him like he's a child, but the way he is acting is like a child, literally. Even if Lisa had not already told us that her relationship with Marina had gone sour, I feel like we could have expected this. I mean, Lenny's her son. In these situations, you know, the parents tend to side with their child. Anyhow, I just wish Lisa could mend her relationship with her family I mean, that being said, I don't know what the issues were there and why she's not close with them. Like, maybe she should not be mending any relationships. But I just hope Lisa has a really strong support group around her. Aside from the women on Real Housewives of Miami, like, I just hope she has a really, really good friend circle because she obviously does not have much family. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. Give me a follow on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Twitter. Um, all my socials are at socialite gossip, except for Twitter. It's just at socialite goss with one S. And if you guys want to give Aldo a follow, he is at Aldo Ganoza on all social platforms. All right, guys. Bye.